Welcome to the Christian Ministries Church Podcast. We're glad you've joined us to listen to a message from our pastor, Ashley Ellison. We believe God's Word is powerful and that it can be applied to our lives so that we may live victoriously. Let's join Pastor Ashley now as he shares the Word with us. This year, the God kind of life, we've been talking all year about the God kind of life. Today, I want to talk about the God kind of love. The God kind of love, the love of God that he has. You know, a lot of things in our world today that are called love and compassion are not really love and compassion. But there's a lot of it out there. And when you see what God says about love and the character traits of his kind of love, we see a lot of what the world says is love in our society and our culture is not love at all. In fact... At best, it's a counterfeit, and at worst, it's a perversion. We're raising our children in a culture that's saying this all the time, love, love, love. Love, come on, love, love, love. I mean, you having no idea what love looks like, no no idea what a God kind of love is. Love is one of the ways the world is to recognize that we're disciples of Jesus. According to Scripture, Love is one of the characteristics that we're to possess that shows we're disciples. And so I, I want to make sure that when we talk about loving each other, that it's a God kind of love, not a perversion, and not even a counterfeit. I want it to be the real thing. And we're wondering in our churches if people really love us. Why? Because the enemy has got in to the church, and gave a counterfeit love. And people will think that they don't, well, I love you, yeah, you you don't really love me. We have kids thinking that their parents, when they say I love you, means nothing to them. They don't understand this. Uh, And so we have people doing things in their life out of love. Well, I just did that out of love. It's because I love you. Now, I, I, as a kid, would hear people talk about love, and they could give some extremes that in today's culture are not extreme. But I hope that I'm able to give some examples today that are still extreme enough that you hear what I'm saying. People saying they do something out of love and that something they did was rape is not love. Can I say that again? Because I don't think anybody heard it. People are doing things, they say, I'm doing that out of love, and it's not love at all. Rape is not love. When someone is raped, no one did that out of love. See, the, the, the incest that we read and see about and hear about in our world, that's not love. That's, see, that's not God's kind of love that he has in store for his people. Homosexuality is not a form of God's kind of love. We have changed the definition of what God intended love to be. Children are being taught in an early age a wrong definition of love. And what they are being taught is that love is just accepting everybody wherever they are and actually affirming them there. We just accept everybody where they're at and we just affirm them. And if you'll do that, you love them. Now, we've cheapened what God intended love to accomplish. Children are being taught the wrong 
thing. Many in our culture, even in the church, are totally confused about what love is. It's hard to communicate even at church. Because when I start talking about love, here's what happened. And I prayed that you wouldn't be one of these people. And you say, well, who are you talking to? You, if it's you. That you wouldn't be one of these people that turned me off. Because here he goes, talking about love again. When you hear God loves you, does it stop you in your tracks and go, he does? Or... Is it descriptive of so many things that the word love is not descriptive of anything? See, love is just, it's too open. I mean, people just don't get it. And over the past year, a couple of years, but especially over the past few weeks, God has stopped me. And I've just, I've been overwhelmed. And I, I can't explain it except for I hope you'll get what I'm trying to explain because most of this is in the spirit that I'm trying to get out my mouth. The spirit of God has been telling me how loved I am. I, I'm, God loves me. If you'll get that, you'll get to a place Where you're not in need of everything around you producing something in you because you get that the love of God produces something in you. I'm trying to say this in a way that we'll, we'll just get it. And the Spirit of God telling me how loved I am, you might be saying, well, good for you, Pastor. I'm just really happy about that. He loves me too. And he does. But if you said it like that, you don't get it. You're not getting what I'm talking about today, and I hope that the more I talk, it'll be revealed to you. I'm praying for a revelation of God's love to just overwhelm his people today. So if you have experienced his love, you'd be praying about that through the whole service. That just There'll be times that people just experience it like they never have before. We're, we are so guilty of talking about stuff that we love. And I am. I'm guilty. Food. I love peanut butter. I love ice cream. I love going to church. I love reading. I love getting things done and feeling accomplished. I love being on time. I love my job. I love my dog. I love my wife. Everything I just said, somebody here has probably said. I, I, I want you to know that today, in fact, I'll just ask you, how many of you know your love for your dog and your life, your wife need to be a little different? Your love for your dog and your love for your wife need to be different. And I'm telling you, your love for your dog doesn't need to be more than their love for your wife. So we, we need to understand that we're talking levels here. I mean, how many know that? I, I think it's important. We try to explain love in so many ways, and it's lost its meaning in the church. We need to know, in the Spirit, that God's love for us and the impact His love should be making in our life has got to continue to grow. 
It's got to get more. So you're here today. Well, I go to church every Sunday. Okay, if you're not growing in an understanding and in a receiving of his love, you've missed the reason you're here today. Ephesians 3, Paul praying for the church in Ephesus. And let me just tell you, I'm going to dive in way deeper. I'm just going to hit the surface level right now. But on Wednesday, we're on a study of Ephesians, and I'm going to talk more in depth of Ephesians 3 on Wednesday. But for today, I want to talk about Ephesians 3 just for a moment, verses 16 through 19. And I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. And here's what Paul says. I pray from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love. Grow down into God's love. And here's what we do. And I want our roots to grow. Paul's praying, I pray that you get some depth, some foundation. I pray that roots would grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, but they don't. They should. How wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. I pray that you understand, but it's too great to fully understand. It can sound a little confusing there. Then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of zoe. There's our word. Be complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The dimensions to God's kind of love, I want you to know there's a width, there's a length, there's a height, there's a depth. And here's the thing that I want you to get, not all four of those directions, but that you can't exhaust the love that Jesus has for you. Well, he's just done with me. He's not. He's not even kind of done with you. You will never, ever fully understand in this life the fullness, because it's uncomprehendable, of his love that he has for you. You'll never get it in this life. Well, then I give up. That's not what he's saying. You've got to continue to grow in it. You're not ever going to fully get it, but you've got to continue to grow in it. And, and, and you'll forever be growing in knowing God's love that was demonstrated in Christ Jesus going to the cross for you. See, he says the dimensions to it is too great to understand. And how, how can you know something if it's too great? You can't. But that doesn't mean you can't know more than what you did yesterday. All of God's people should have the power to understand. There is an understanding. There's a knowledge. Now, here's, get this. Because when I talk to young people about knowledge, how do, you get, how do you get knowledge? It comes from five senses. It comes from your five senses. Now, I'm not going to go and teach on all of them, but that's how knowledge comes. Your understanding comes. But here's something else it comes from. It comes from his spirit. See, there is a knowledge that comes from the Spirit of God that's outside of the five physical senses. There's an understanding that comes from your experiences in life. And I can tell you, I've had spiritual experiences in my life that I've come to an understanding of. I've had physical experiences in my life that happened to me, and I've come to an understanding. I don't like black-eyed peas. Why? Because my five, one of the five says don't, and now when I see them, I don't even want to see them. 
And if I smell them, it's like, get that away. If somebody says I'm making, all five of them go in overload. Get away, get away, get away. <laughs> See, there are experiences in life yeah. that yeah. tell me it's so good. It's so good. there are spiritual experiences in my life. Yeah. I'll never forget my neck hurting so bad. And I needed a physical healing, and I'd gone to every physical means I could to get healed. And I remember a spiritual thing overwhelming my physical, and it didn't come from anything outward. It came from an inward, and I'll never forget it. And I remember that healing that just overwhelmed me. The presence of God just overwhelmed me into the physical. It went all the way into the physical. But there are also times that I can remember just enjoying the presence of God alone in my office and just the presence of God come and just overwhelm me. It happened a couple weeks ago, just sitting there with Chapman, us talking about these sermons that he preached last Sunday and then I'm preaching this Sunday. It just overwhelmed. I don't understand it, but it was just something that the Spirit gave me from inside. It wasn't a result of anything. I, mean, I wasn't looking at Chapman and said, man, I just love you. That's weird. He probably wouldn't work here anymore. God wants us each to have a revelation knowledge. He wants to reveal himself at a different place than it was yesterday. He just wants more. And God wants each of us to know his great, massive, majestic, awesome love he has for us. And, and it have an impact on how we live life. Romans 5 Verse 5, the second part of it says, For we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. You can only know God's love by the Holy Spirit. You can't know it by your five physical senses. You need to understand that. You can only know, I just got to spend a second, you can only know God's love by his Spirit in you. Which means if you're not born again, this message means nothing to you. But if I'm talking to a bunch of born-again believers then you have the option of hearing the Spirit of God speak some things, not the pastor, the Spirit of God. How many people's lives, all of us know people that have lives that are in disarray because they think God just doesn't love me, he can't. Because if God loved me, I wouldn't be going through the mess I'm going through. I wouldn't be dealing with what I'm going through. And they judge God's love based on their circumstances. Now, I'm saying people, and everybody thought of someone else, but have you ever done that? God just really couldn't love me right now. You don't know what I'm going through. And it's all based on a carnal human knowledge, and that's not how you discern God's love for you. See, you don't do that based on circumstances. If you do, you've got a real problem here. Human history doesn't teach us about God's love. Now, that can be debatable. And I debated it before I got in here and said it with myself. See, that people are in disarray because they're looking for human history to teach them something or an experience to teach them something that the five physical senses will never teach you about God's love. His love is taught by the Holy Spirit out of the Holy Scriptures. That's the way it happens. That's the way it happens. And we need to know and have an understanding past our human experiences and senses. Ephesians 3 Verse 19, again, then you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You want the God kind of life, you've got to understand some things about the God kind of love. Our maturity, our maturity, our maturity is connected to knowing God's love for us. Being Christ-like is connected to knowing God's love for you.
When I look at myself, I realize 10 years ago I didn't get what I'm talking about today, and I've never preached this message here ever because I just didn't feel like at times I was meeting enough of the standard that would have been required to receive his love. Now hear me out. I'm still growing in my knowledge. I have not arrived. But I finally feel like I can teach this a little bit because I've been walking in this for a while. See, you'll never be Christ-like until you find out what Christ is like. You just won't. His love is a different kind of love than the world's love is. And they're trying to teach you a type of love that's not God's kind of love. First John chapter 4. I'll get there here in a moment, but let me teach a little bit on this. John gives us here in John 4, he gives us four attributes of a God kind of love and how to know it, what it looks like, four different things that every believer needs to embrace and continue to grow in their understanding. You can learn and you can discern God's love. Yes. Hear me today. You can learn and you can discern God's love. Now, once again, I'm talking about things that only Christians will get because this is a spiritual understanding. But you can know and learn in your spirit the love that God has for you. And when you do, when you do, you'll hear someone say they love peanut butter or they love their dog or they love and they'll apply a love that they don't understand is not really a God kind of love. They're talking about a world definition of love. They're not talking about a God kind of love. You say, well, I don't know if I believe that or not. Hear me out. You will, when you get to a place of having been taught and received and have a knowing and discerning that this is God's love, when you hear the world say love, you'll know whether it's a perversion or if it's a counterfeit. You're going to know that's not the God kind of love. And I'm trying to be more careful about what I say when I say I love. Because I want a God kind of love when the word love comes out of my mouth. Adultery is not love. You may have an attraction to someone else's spouse, but that is not love. Attractions, come on church, hear me. Attractions are not love. I'm attracted to something, but that's not love. An attraction sexually to a child is not love. Well, you go, well, I get that. Attraction to anything is not love. It's not an attraction that God's love is defined as. We've got to love those that are calling things love that are not love. We have to love those that are calling them that, but we don't love what they're calling because you can't put a God kind of love on something he says is an abomination. So love is not a virus. You don't fall into it and you don't fall out of it. Well, I, I didn't want to, but I just fell into love. No, you fell into stupid. We don't use that word in my house. Well, I do. <laughs> you teach what you want, but I'm just telling you, people fall into that. Right. Yeah, that's but right. you don't fall into love. I'm not teaching any more on that. You want more on that? Talk to Chapman. He can explain it all. We have to love based on God's definition. So there's four attributes. 
So I'm going to have four points this morning. Four attributes. An attribute is a quality. It's a character, a characteristic described as someone or something. It's what makes something what it is. It's just what it is. If these four are not included, here's what you know. It's not a God kind of love. If these four are not here, then you don't have a God kind of love. If these four, one through four, are not included in your definition of love, you've missed it. First John chapter 4. If you were turning there and didn't hear that a while ago, you can watch the screen. But hear this because this is important. You'll get all four of these right here. Dear friends, 1 John 4 verse 7. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God. There's one. Love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. That's two. That's the second attribute. But anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That's three. God is love. Verse 9, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only Son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And that is four. Love is demonstrated by sending Jesus and him dying for us. When we learn these four, we should no longer be confused. When we teach it to the next generation, our kids, then the next generation will not be confused. See, there's a, a teaching there is then a learning as a result of the teaching, and then there is a knowing. Now, I got to talk about these because I'm a preacher and I got to spend some time on all four of them. So if you missed the four of them, here we go again. Number one, love is of God. Love comes from God. Love is of God. It is not of our senses, our circumstances. If you don't know that, love is only of God. Love is not of the 6 o'clock news. Come on, can I get a witness? Love is not of the 6 o'clock news. It's not of college professors. It's, it's not about your feelings or your little butterflies. It's not about any of that. Love is of God, and it's not of any of these things. And you can't separate God from love. You can't separate. God is the whole orchestrator, love only is of him. First John chapter 3, verse 1. See how very much our Father loves us, for he calls us his children, and that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. So I'm only talking about people who know God. God has vowed to us that, that as we live for him, he's going to love us. And if you think about it, when we weren't treating him or living for him or doing the right thing, it didn't change his love for us. Because God says that all of love is of him. We can't explain it. It's kind of like a palm tree growing in Alaska. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but if you do, you'll be like, I can't explain this. It doesn't make any sense. And I can't explain God's love for us, for me. Because when I think of the world's definition and it still tries to cloud my thinking when I'm not getting it from my spirit, then what they, I think is I, he can't really love me. He can't, I don't know how that could happen because it just makes no sense. Well, a palm tree in Alaska makes no sense. God's love is not going to make sense. And if you've got to bring it down to the five senses, you're going to miss it. It's spiritually received. So number one, love is of God. Number two, you must be a child of God. 
born of him and know him. You cannot love other people. I'm just telling you, you cannot love other people without getting this concept. Because they will fail you and you'll fall out of love. See, until you're born of him and know him, you can't give his love to anyone because you can't give what you don't have. You can only give what you got. Well, I want to give you this. Hey, hey real quick. Gentlemen, just hand me a couple thousand dollars real quick. He can't. Now, he might be able to later, but right now he can't. He, I'll get you. No, I need it from you. See, you can't give what you don't have. I can't tell you how many times I go out and people say, I don't have any cash. My wife's the best at that. Hey, you got any cash? She, it's one of those, always you just need to understand, love is of God, so you need to be of him to access what is only his. That just made sense. I'm not going to spend time there because I think you got it. People are smiling going, that makes sense. This is why you see so many Christians, though, fighting in life, and they, they treat each other bad. You see it all the time because they don't have God's love. Well, Pastor, you're saying that they're not saved. No, what I'm getting ready to teach right now, can everybody just, if you've been sleeping, just wake up for a second. This is, this is divine. I'm te- this one truth, if you only get this today, take this home with you. Take this home with you. I've seen people in church treat people in ways that I would think, how can they do that? They can't be a Christian and do that because I know the scriptures. They can't. So they must not be saved. And I put a label of non-saved on them because I saw the way they didn't love somebody. Some of you will agree with that and go, well, that's, well, here's my answer to God revealed this to me over the last year or so. And I'm telling you, it has just, it has freed me up because I don't put labels on people. Let me explain. John said to love, we have to be born of God and we have to know God. Let me read it out of 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. Let's read this again out of the New King James Version. And I think you'll see this. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Did you see it? Then he says, he that doesn't love doesn't know God. But he didn't say those that don't love are not born of God. This is really deep. Are you all with me? You got your goggles on? We're going deep. He says those that don't love, well, this is, it's possible to be born of God and not love people. It is possible to be born of God and not love people because you're not growing in your knowing. And if you're not growing in your knowing, you're not loving people because you're not possessing the love that God has given you to love people. You're not growing in your knowing, but yes, you're born of God, but he doesn't say, he doesn't say that you, you can be, see, you got to get this. This is so important. I'm getting my mouse going way slower than my brain is. 
That doesn't always happen. It's possible to be born of God and not love people. He who does not love does not know God. So it says in verse 8, for God is love. So you can be born of God, but you're not knowing. And so you're operating in hate, frustration, turmoil. You're giving that to everybody else because you're not growing in your knowing. It doesn't mean you're not saved. We got a bunch of God's people that are saved and they're acting like they're not. It's terrible what could go on at church. People born of God but not growing in their knowing of God. And when people aren't growing in their knowing of God, you can know that church is not experiencing the love of God amongst their members. It's terrible what could go on at church. We have to learn to receive and grow in God's love. Come on, you cannot give what you don't have. And when you don't have a knowing in your growing, and you don't have a growing in your knowing, you don't have a knowing in your growing, if you don't have that, you can know that you're suffering from a lack of love being distributed in your life. God's begin to teach me this, his love for me. And as I've started to experience his love in my own life, it has really overwhelmed me as this revelation has become so big to me. I had to talk about it this morning. So number one, now I'm still a work in progress. Love is of God. Number two, to have God kind of love, you got to be born of him and know him. Be knowing, be knowing, be knowing. That word is, is a, a word that continues on and on. It's not just stationary. Not having known, but be knowing. Number three, God is love. Now I'm going to wreak some more havoc upon you. You still with me? He doesn't have love. God is love. God is love to us all. It's not just something he has. It's who he is. In the world, you treat me nice, I'll be nice to you. You don't love me, I ain't going to love you. I mean, that's just the way the world is. That's the world's love, and that love collapse. It will collapse. It will, it's not going to sustain. God's love is unconditional. Nothing I could do good to get God to love me more. Nothing I could do bad to get God to love me less. Boy, you can just write that down. You can't do anything good to make God love you more, and you can't do anything wrong that makes him love you less because he doesn't have love for me. He is love. He is love for me. God is love. If you have something it can be measured. If you have something, it can be measured. I have a belt and it has a measurement. See, if you have something, it can be measured. Anything you have has a measurement, you can apply to it. But if you are something, then there's no measurement to it. There's no measurement to it. That's why God can love everyone the same, because he is love. He can love everybody the same. His love is unmeasured. You can't measure it. See, the height, width, depth, all of those things, depth, height, length, width, you can't, it, you can't get a description on that. He's above all of that. Marriage has brought a maturity to a lot of men's lives. And it did mine. It just took a while. <laughs> and then taking care of and being entrusted with the child's a whole other level. Come on, anybody testify to that? 
It's just another level. And, and, and when we start looking at that, I'm like, wow, wow, wow. Because, see, I knew nothing about kids, and I didn't want to. I went to college, and, and the only thing they were really doing with a music degree in college is they were just trying to get me to go into teaching music because that's the way you can make a living and be involved with music. And I said, I got one problem. I don't really like kids. So I, I had a problem. I didn't, I didn't understand kids. I didn't want to be around kids. And I, I, I just didn't understand having a love for kids the way the Bible talked about because I didn't get any of this back then. I just didn't understand God's love for me. I've been saved, but I wasn't growing in my knowing. So I, I didn't understand love at a different level. And then we had kids, and I was like, okay, I'm receiving some of this now. I, I remember when Ashlyn was born, I experienced something that I didn't know was in me. I, I remember, I mean, just seeing her for the first time. I didn't know what happened. I thought, have they got fumes going somewhere? Because my eyes are just, I'm crying. I'm like, I, I was taught crying was a form of weakness. And so it wasn't ever going, tears didn't come out of my eyes. And I, I didn't understand that. And, I, I, I'm, and here's what really got me to understand it. Because all babies are selfish. They keep you up at night. They poop or pee on you while you're holding them. They cry at the drop of anything. I mean, and sometimes it's not because they need something or want something. It's just because they like to cry. Or, and I, there wasn't nothing that Ashlyn could do that would make me go, I don't love you anymore. Nothing. I'd look at her and I'd just melt like I'd just seen her for the first. She's crying. I'm about to pull my hair out. But I'm not pulling my hair out because of the lack of love. I mean, I'm just, uh, circumstances had nothing to do with love. And all of a sudden, I started, God, I, I'm starting to get this. I mean, I, I love her so much. And then Michelle got pregnant again. And I'm like, oh, no. And some of you might understand that if you know Tristan. But no, no I'm just kidding. I told her I was going to say one, one of those funnies at her expense, and that was. Here's what happened. I was dealing with, before we went to the hospital, God, I don't know how I can love her. I mean, I, I love Ashlyn so much. And I remember the second I laid eyes on her, the hospital, an overwhelming love came over me. And I'm like, I get it, God. I, it just, my love just expanded. It just got bigger than what it had been before. And I'm like, what do you mean? I got enough love to handle both of them. And I just, oh, sorry. I didn't even expect that. I couldn't explain it, but God began to show me that's how he relates to us. I have more love than you can understand. And I got more love for my kids, and now I got six grandkids, and I'm telling you, you better not mess with any of them. I love them. And it just continues to grow and to grow. And it was just some real revelation. I mean, my concern was so ignorant, it was just without knowledge. That's all it was. I just didn't know. When she came, the same unconditional love for her that I had, it was crazy. And then raising my girls just with the love that poured out to both of them. And then, and John, 
chapter 17, verse 23. I got to move on. I am in them, Jesus said. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. This is Jesus talking. God, will you just tell them that I love, that you love them just as much as you love me? You love them. That I'm them. He loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. He, somebody's going to get overwhelmed by this today, I'm telling you, but God loves you just as much as he loves Jesus. God loves you just as much. That's hard to understand, but it'll only be discerned spiritually. It'll never be discerned from your five physical senses. Two kids taught me a little bit about God's heart, but when I start thinking about God loving Jesus at the same level he loves me, that's overwhelming. That's overwhelming. So number one, love is of God. Number two, you must be born of him and know of him to have the attribute of love that God's talking about. Number three, God is love. Number four, and the last one for you that have been waiting for it, here it is. Love is a revelation of the cross. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. And then it goes on to say, this is real love. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but he loved us. He loved us. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he... This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. Church, God's kind of love is sacrificial. It's not... It's not selfish. It's not self-centered. And when you get a revelation of his love for you, you get a revelation of how much his love was proven, all based on his character, not your conduct. All based on his character, not your conduct. Come on. Some of you are, you're in church this morning because you felt shame. You felt guilted to come. I want you to know I know that your mom and dad didn't do everything that you thought that they should have. You've got to get over that and receive the love of God. You've got to get to a place in your life where you go, wow. Here's the thing. So many people messed up theologically because they don't have the revelation of his love being proven to them by Jesus on the cross. When we see a sacrifice for our life, for our parents' life, for our brother's life, for our kids' life, that he loved us so much, it can give you some hope for the condition they're in right now. His love's overwhelming. How could a God love someone and send them to hell? Come on, you've heard that question your whole life. How could a God really love someone and send them to hell? People choose to go to hell by rejecting his love, and that's what you hear as an answer. Let me just tell you, hell is full of people that God loves. You don't go to heaven because God loved you. This is our last depth thing. You don't go to heaven because God loved you. You go to heaven because you believed in his love. Come on. See, you loved him back. It breaks my heart to see people hate God or his people. But I know they just haven't received the love that he asked for them. They haven't received it. It's an easy way to see that rape is not love at all. I mean, we can see that. That's just, I hope that's still extreme enough. Because here's why. As I use rape as the example, anytime there's a resistance, you can know it's not love. When people are resisting what God wants to give, 
Someone's not in love. There's a resistance. You can't go to heaven just based on God loving you. You have to love him back. You, gotta, you can't not receive that and expect to get your free ticket. You, you've got to believe in his. I loved Michelle, but it would have taken something away had she not loved me back. In fact, we probably wouldn't be married and for sure wouldn't have had kids. There, uh, there, there's just got, she had to say yes to be a recipient of my love. Come on, are you getting this? We see that even in the natural. Free to choose, free to reject. Once you receive, you start experiencing his great love. Thank you for being part of our podcast today. You'll find more online messages from Christian Ministries Church, as well as location information on our website at cmchurch.net. There's a place for you at Christian Ministries Church, where it's more than a church, it's family.